0: Side of the Red Line, Dallas Stars podcast. Here is your host, Sean Shapiro. All right. Well, the uh, car cast returns. Unfortunately, uh, not as uh, pleasant as past car cast because of the uh, the results. Obviously, at home had been uh, is pretty this good. the first loss. Car cast we've ever done? I believe so, yeah. Did we do a car cast for the Winnipeg game back in November or was it after that we started? I think we started like the game right after that. It sounds like we need to do some research, but it could yeah. be the first defeat at On Home Ice since. Yes. I think that's a lot of fun to talk about. Yes. Tonight. By was... the way, big time uh, upset reaction. We didn't do one with the last stars home game because you and I had set yes. plans and to drive separately and uh, backlash from the fans. Yes, backlash from the fans, and uh, you know, heaven well, f- forbid, Sean, you uh, you take a paying gig for the day. I know. I had to work the uh, the full day that uh, that Saturday when there was the doubleheader between the uh, the Mavericks. The Mavericks played that first game, and uh, so I spent all day at American Airlines Center. Um, and uh, if only uh, tried to get you to come down for a medium meal for an yeah. extra medium meal. You were gonna- trying to get me to spend the whole day there for a free meal. by the way I had no business covering it yes, yes so I don't know how I'm gonna justify that but I picked my seven-year-old's birthday party instead it will be eight by Thursday I think I chose wisely yeah I think you made the right decision I'm not gonna uh, not gonna not gonna knock you too badly um, they, uh, they can argue about this for the whole card cast. Yes. I mean, <laughs> as well, right? Yeah. They, I mean, you did miss out on French toast before the Mavericks game. We had it what yeah. a week before when they played Edmonton. French that was smart. true. Yes, that's true. It was good French toast. My right yes. It was good French toast. Um, Still not dessert? Yes. That's um, the argument for this card cast yeah. needs. If it's served as the dessert, isn't really dessert? It's a French toast. It's it's an entree for breakfast brunch. Oh, well, it was a, it was a dessert French toast. Lies. All lies. I mean, you can... I guess this... This comes, one is a hill I might die on. I mean, this one... This this, this comes down to... It's a meal, but I, I, guess I give you this part of the meal because I'm going to... It's just like if you think about a... Uh, if you have a chocolate chip pancake, for example, that's not a dessert, that's a meal. Just with that chocolate. is an entree. That is an entree. French toast is an entree, not a dessert. French toast is an entree. This was not French toast flavored pie or cake or pie cake in, which I saw recently. That's that. cake, so that's baked inside cakes. That's mind blowing. Or the what is it? Where was it? Was it in Thailand or that Razor tweeted that uh, 22 scoop ice cream sundae? 22 scoops? I did not see that. I don't remember where that was now, but it was a massive quantity of ice was cream. Was this 22 scoops on a cone? No, 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 okay. no. It was in the goldfish bowl uh, okay. It was, it was I'm, a I'm monstrosity, which was of pure awesomeness. I'm picturing the balancing act of 22 scoops on a cone right now. Because that sounds comical to me. Uh, I don't think that he, I think that's something out of a cartoon. Yeah. It was, it, Probably. An ice, an ice cream cone with like 8 feet of ice cream stacked on top of it, trying to precariously balance I think you get to like 7 scoops and it falls off. Yeah. Anyway. And I don't, you know, think, I don't think, think you can consume 22 scoops of ice cream on a cone before it all melted. No, you couldn't. You really couldn't. Unless... In a freezer? Maybe. You'd you have, you have to eat it in a walk-in freezer. A very tall one for twenty two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> a multi tiered walk in freezer with a ladder perhaps. How long have we started this car cast? We still haven't mentioned the game yet? Oh it's I mean, no, no no no, let's keep going. I like yeah. talking about ice cream instead. <laughs> it, it's uh is this twenty two different scoops, different in different flavors too? Um, have to go back and look at the video again. It's on my, I I retweeted, Razor retweeting a tweet, so several steps removed, but it was, it wasn't just that, it was like cookies and cake in the base, then 22 scoops of ice cream, whipped cream, and I don't know, a whole jar of cherries, no, probably was one, I don't know, but it was, it's the kind of thing that you and 20 of your best friends eat not try to do it yourself, you probably have a heart attack before you finish the, the dish. Probably. Well, you need a shovel to, to scoop it out of there. Sounds like one of those, like, one of those, like... like $300 yeah. ice cream Santa. One guess. of those shows where you'd have, uh, like, someone to be a challenge to finish it, and there'd be, like, a clock and everything like that. And they have paramedics on the scene. Yes. Probably wouldn't be in a clock to time the finishing, just to see if you can finish it before what, it melts. Ice cream is one of my favorite treats of all time. Mm-hmm. Probably my biggest vice as far as eating. I do not think I would enjoy eating twenty I think at some point it would lose its fun. And I always like ice cream, but that would be there was some point I don't know how many scoops I would get. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe ten. And then I say, okay I've had enough, so maybe maybe close to halfway. Okay. So you so you could theoretically finish that with that and your two of your closest friends in theory. For you, for the twenty two scoop. Well, yeah, what do you think about it? <laughs> I mean, I, I could, well, I don't know about all the other stuff. I mean, it's like eating a 72-ounce steak but filling up on bread. Yes. Uh, there's there's a, And salad. And there's mm-hmm. salad that, if it's just 22 scoops of ice cream, I think three, yeah, three hearty ice cream consumers could probably pull that off. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe two if you really want to. Maybe two, but. It, the, the, I don't think it's fun by the end of it, though. The addition of the cookies and the other toppings make it hard for two, I think. I, I, I say you need at least five big eaters, and like, hey, let's go to ten, but you don't need all that, I mean that's that's the kind of thing that gives you a sugar shock for about a week. But I, I think if we're going to turn this into a competition you have two teams of four in the each eat. <laughs> and make it a relay, right? it's two teams of four, One, uh, for sanity reasons, four spoons. Um, sanitary? Yes, sanitary, or um, sanity. <laughs> I think you're insane just to have this ice cream eating contest, it should be enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> but since you're not savoring it, yes. sanitation is out the window. I don't think you worry too much about the terms of you're eating ten people to one Sunday. Sunday. Fair enough. All right, um, other things on ice. The introduction of the yeah. car cast tonight, yes. last night, yeah. what, eight yeah. minutes yeah. of ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Other things on ice, the Stars play the hockey game tonight. Um, and the Nashville Predators, a team that's playing the back end of the back-to-back, had it coming off the plane in Nashville last night, a team that has been very good lately, um, but a team that's frankly... 15, 2, and 1 in their last 16 Yes, now. A team that frankly had every excuse in the world, similar to when Dallas went into Colorado the other night, yep. a team that had every excuse in the world to, uh, for a loss, frankly. And the Stars didn't really show up. Um, well, let's give some excuses if uh, they, they could have used. Yes, that's the Ryan case. Ryan Johansson out for his second straight game, upper body injury. Mm-hmm. He hadn't missed a game all season until last night in Boston. Yes. Right? At home against Boston. So you, you don't have your top center. Scott Hartnell out injured still, Ryan Ellis. both of them skated this morning yeah. and their optional morning skate. Uh, UC Saros gets the the start, their backup goaltender, second start in the team's last fifteen games. And in Saros had struggled recently. And, and what he had played is is coming, in, coming into it tonight, his save percentage was eight seventy, his goals against average with goals against average is three point seven oh. Nashville before tonight's game, only one game above five hundred on the road. Yes. Dominant at home ice. They're, yes, the home ice advantage is big at Bridgestone, but Lots of reasons why, and 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 the second half of back to back in a building energy in in a building where the stars have been very good. One of the best records on home ice in the NHL. Yes, so Nashville had every reason to lose tonight, and they didn't lose. They 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 come in. The first period is it wasn't a good period by traditional hockey definition for either team. But it was, it was a period that I thought was the ideal road period yes. for Nashville, considering the circumstances. I don't think they were very good in the first period, but it was fine for where they were. Mm-hmm. And it was not good for Dallas because they had a little bit of an edge energy-wise early. You could see that. But they didn't make, it, make Nashville pay for it. And really, the chances were very slim. In the opening frame, for, for both sides. Second or third period, Dallas got a lot more yeah. chances, but in the first, they didn't create enough. And right, and, and really, the only two chances, quality-wise, I had for Nashville came on that one power play. Band. Yeah, where they scored. So, and also that power play, though, that is. That's a tough one to take. That's a bad penalty on Jamie Ben. That is retaliation. A, a retaliation cross-check. On a guy, Alexi Yemelin, who is known for playing a little dirty, being an agitating type player as far as getting under people's skin, going out of his way to finish a hit, even if it's a couple seconds late. Uh, and you know what? A lot of fans booed the call. It's absolutely the right call. It was the right? It was, it was a gross. It was the right call by the referees the bad call by Jamie Benn. Was just Jamie Benn just did not read the situation well. And then um, they scored and then they started, started him. Hit it into it. yes. Him. Yep. And then Jamie Benn, after the game, took to his credit took credit for the, for saying for for the penalty and how that was dumb and how it was probably he put the blame on himself. He's the captain of the team. He's supposed to do that. Um, Go to the second period and. Kind of a weird. I mean, so there had been some physicality. There's a bit of a little bit of a fracas at the end of the uh, end of the first period where the teams came together. Even fracas. Yep. Yeah. Um, we talked about ice cream for seven yeah. minutes. Let's talk about pronunciation. <laughs> kerfuffle. Um, Fair enough. that's your favorite word. Kerfuffle. Um, so. Then the kerfuffling continues into the uh, second period, where you have—you uh, can see the stars were flat. Yes, extremely uh, flat. We talked to Curtis McKenzie on the postgame show tonight. Mm-hmm. He said on the radio, he said that Hitch was not happy with the first period and let him have it. He told him he wasn't happy in the for, in the intermission. So mm-hmm. he went out in his first shift, and I thought really. I mean, he took completely dominated Anthony Potato in their scrap, Yeah. And then turned and waved to the bench, hey, all right, get yeah. it going. And then didn't really get it, didn't have the effect they were hoping for. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge fighting proponent. I'm not someone who is asking for it to be out of the game, but I'm not a huge fighting proponent. It's one of those where the big thing for me with a fight is whether. Um, and this goes back to a story I did a couple uh, maybe a month and a half ago where Brent Severin talked about how you gotta stay in your pay grade when you're fighting. And for me I think that I look at who wins and loses a fight. The first factor I look at is which players are being lost for five minutes. That's how I that was certainly within pay grade. Yes, game. and so that was a fight that I I'm i on board with it works. Yep. And then if it if it lights a spark or it gets somebody going, that's great. Um, out a minute, less, less than a minute later, uh, you have uh, Stephen Johns is, uh, is drawing with both uh, McLeod and, uh, and uh, Austin Watson. Watson really wanted a piece of, of Johns, and, and Johns isn't going to go. And Jamie Alexiak jumps in and uh, wins the wins the physical wins the fist cuff battle. I think he took a, a pretty good punch. He, but, he did, but, but still wrestled it down, down. down. Gets the takedown. Gets the takedown, and. Um, then you're thinking at that point, okay, we've heard before that Ken Hitchcock has always talked about the fight's not important; it's the response to the fight. So this yeah. is so this is a chance we've got two. It's been a, it's been a complete reset. Um, there's who's, this is a chance to have a good response to a fight. It's a chance to step up and if Mackenzie and Alexiak in the box, they still stood up for their teammates. Oh, let's see what what the response is going to be. Then. You have the guy who probably the only thing he was thinking about before he actually put the puck in the net is he's been trying to fight Stephen Johns the yes. entire game. Is uh, McLeod scores on just a weird bounce where. Uh, off awesome of uh, Johns, actually. Yeah. yeah. Emilyn goes for the shoot in. Ben Bishop is doing the right thing and going to get ready. And just a weird bounce off Emilyn. And I'm sorry, Emilyn's shot takes a weird bounce off Johns and right onto McLeod's stick and he scores into the, uh, the vacant net. And. That wasn't the end of the game for me. That was that was that was a bad goal and a rough goal that made it two nothing. It was uh, to me. I called it. The, we call it yeah. affectionately our ticket turning point. Yeah. I think that was the turning point. End of the game, no. But that changed things because down one nothing, couple of scraps, maybe the team gets going and as a lift off of that and that was a deflating moment I I think I think you can look at it as the turning point but I look at actually the next shift as the turning point frankly because I look at this is the stars this season the thing they've been good at this season, compared to past seasons, is when they are faced adversity, they've risen to the occasion. For me, that was the perfect opportunity to rise to adversity and, and face adversity and overcome it. And they didn't do it, and less than two minutes later, uh, at, uh, Pontus Hamburg scores. His first goal of the season, and just the response to that for me was the turning point. Where after being down three, yeah. well, no, the response to the two oh, nothing goal so for me. 2-0. The response to, to the two nothing goal for me, where they could have been down two nothing. They could have even if they don't score again in the period, and they, and they go to the third period down two nothing. And they at least respond well, yes, and just like they did in the third. Yes, um, all of a sudden. Although to be fair, Nashville was up five nothing at that point. Well, yes, that's been, so. Yeah, and Nashville played in the score in the third they, period. Yeah, they shut and, it down. And, and Labula didn't like their third, but yeah, yeah I mean the, the second period got out of hand and it only got worse. Yes, yeah. yeah then the goal, uh, another goal by a player scoring his first goal of the season. Um, then yeah, they had a, a power play. Uh, really nice one timer from Kyle Turks. Yeah, a power play tally to make it four nothing, and then. The Nashville's uh, already in pretty good control, then the backbreaker is just the... Uh, uh, Kelly Yarncrock scores the uh, shorthanded goal to make it 5 nothing. That was a hot mess, that, that game. Just yeah. all over the place, I mean, between the buck jumping off of Klingberg's stick and kicking out of the zone, to the starters not, getting back and covering well, to Austin Watson's wraparound a 10-block, but then poking it over to Yarns, I mean, it's just complete shambles. Yeah, and it all boiled down to Nashville outworks Dallas on a shift. That it was just two guys yeah, outworked five, five essentially was... because the two defensemen for Nashville on the penalty kill didn't jump into the playoff. I think that. they made a change actually. Probably, like I think they surprise. yeah, I think they actually made a change there. They, they just still, they just yeah. got outworked. So five five nothing going to the third period. Stars do score early in the first period, third period. Uh, Stephen John's uh, shot from the point kind of gets through, and then uh, boy, I'll tell you, Sean, the next shift or two. When they have a scramble in front, two or three good looks on Soros and Radulov pulls it out of the fray and fires and doesn't score. Yeah, I'm thinking at that point it was about just under five minutes in. Again, I don't know if the Stars can come back from five nothing, but if they get the second one inside five minutes, boy, the energy picks up. Doesn't doesn't it? Oh, for sure. It just <laughs> and that was uh, Soros made some very timely saves, and that was one of them that if it goes in. Just like his save on Radulov in the first period when it was scoreless, when on that power play rebound yeah. he scores that is one nothing. Maybe it deflates the tired Predators and it's a completely different hockey. Yeah, and said so got- that's why Saros was so good tonight. Well, and also then to add the big save in the second period, he hit twenty one stops in the second period. But the biggest one for me is the Rod- Roddick Fox, who's been no. very good lately, gets in all alone and he makes the it was three nothing at the time. But you score that goal, that's something three-to-one. where it's three one. You know they're tired. You start pushing back. You could win that game. Yes. That game. So, third period. Ellie, great pass to Foxa. Goes one on one. And Saros makes the save, and then Foxa shoots wide on the rebound. Yes. So, third period. John scores to make it 5 1. Jamie Alexiak actually completes a fourth now. hat trick with my scoring in the final minute on a shot that uh, picks off Batetto, I believe. Tough night for Batetto. This yeah. is a fight to Curtis McKenzie, and then has a buck off his skate go in. Yeah. But yeah, I think he'll take the results. Laviolette's comment at the end was interesting, saying that it's a shame that went in because Saros would have had a forty-save night with one goal allowed. Yeah, I still think he was great. I can't hold that against him. No, no, it was. But he's right. A yeah. forty-save effort, and one goal would have really. More exemplified the way he played. Well, it was the. I mean, you look at. If, if you look at pure shot quantity, that's the second best goaltending performance this season. We, we, I don't know if I would agree with that. Have, that I much. said on quantity, just the right. amount of shots going, based. If we're going on quality, we can talk about But just. That's, I actually think the stars miss. I mean, Asaros was good. Yes, no, I do argue good, that yes. he's. You picked him as the first star. I don't argue that. But I think Dallas missed more chances than he stopped. I know I would agree with that. It was they had all kinds of look. It was a weird game. Pucks bounced, rolled off sticks. Guys whiffed. Fans shot into his chest. No excuses here. Just saying it. Just it could have been a five goal performance by Stars. No, it could have been. And, and you also have the other element too. That and this is something where I'm not going to get into this debate because he's been very good lately, and I know you and I disagree on it, but. Nashville's defense does a hell of a job of making their goalie look good. Yes. They do a very good job. <laughs> they do a very good job of making their goalie look good. Predators goalies get to see the puck well. They, their defense is... Uh, Not a lot of traffic yeah, in front. Even when even, even when there's rebounds. And there was a couple juicy rebounds that Saros left uh-huh. up tonight, where his defense is there right away. The Predators do a great job of making their goalie's life easier. Curtis McKenzie had a chance in the second period where he came in through the center of the ice, fired a shot, Saros kicked the rebound out. McKenzie has speed on Yossi. Yosi turns, and it's right there. Maybe a little fortunate, but he's able to poke it away. And Bruce looked at me and said, you know, that's the kind of play that in the AHL McKenzie maybe gets that first and scores on the rebound, on his own rebound. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but his point is, is correct, is that there's a difference between the two leagues, and... Maybe a good example of, hey, maybe it was fortuitous, but the O.C. was right there to clear out a juicy rebound. Yeah, so it's, you can't, you have to give Stars credit, but you also have to give the defense. And this was something that I talked to, uh, I talked to Matias Eklund after the game in the Nashville locker room about it, just how he said they looked up at the uh, Nashville, they looked up at the shot counter, and they didn't feel like they had up 45 shots. Yeah. He said that they looked up there, and they they felt like the quality of the chances weren't that high. They felt, they felt, they were happy. Well, they weren't happy with their overall performance because how much time they spent in their own end. They were happy with what they were able to limit the stars to. And, what well, and they- part of that was products of the game, they yeah. scored like seven or eight chances in the first two periods. Yeah. I mean, that's opportunistic. They don't have to do any more scoring than that. No. So why would they pre- push the play when they're tired? Well, haven't? and they, they, they did exactly what Ken yeah. Hitchcock talks about wanting his team to do. They played to the score. Play the score. and yeah. Shut it down. Yes. Now I do want to bring up one piece of contentious material. Was your third star, Matthias Ekholm? Why was he your third star? I thought Ekholm was good. Two assists. One was a secondary assist on the, the first power play, and then he set up the tourists one time. I thought he played the most minutes. Um, All right, I'll let you speak. Well, no, for one, okay. He I thought Ekholm was very good tonight. I thought he was noticeable to me. I thought he he was noticeable to me. I thought he was when he was on the ice. I thought he did a fair, I thought he was part of a, a group that did. And he was the leader of a group that did a very good job of limiting. the The other guy I was looking at, too, I also considered P.K. Subban, too. P.K. Subban didn't have a point on it, but he was noticeable. He was. He was noticeable throughout the night and did a very good job of helping limit the chances. Uh, Kyle Turris was also considered, too. That would be Uh, the one I uh, would. do. It was kind of... I thought Turris had a very good night. I mean, again, ultimately, fine, whatever. It's the third star of a game. The team gets really outplayed. Or at least on the scoreboard, get beat badly, especially at home. But that was my only one that I really would have any argument with. What you had as your three stars was uh, at home wasn't bad. I just thought Taurus was really good. It was. I mean, it really came down at the end. It was. It was. It was a tough choice between the two of them. Um, and when I looked at it and just kind of made the decision, just over on the overall game, it came down to picking it based off of. I looked at Eckholm's effort and a lot of what he did in making Saros' knife better. Sure. And that's kind of yeah. how I ended up there. Uh, now, if, this was, if I was picking games and this was in Cedar Park, it would have been Jamie Lexiap with the third star. 5-3, uh-huh. <laughs> though? 5-2? Okay. I, I, I know. This is a... Uh, if you ever noticed on Twitter, for those listening, um, take a look at uh, my opinion of how the Texas Stars pick their three stars. Um, that's what that uh, that shot was at. There. Um, anywho, back to the NHL team. Uh, so this is so the Stars. This is an embarrassing loss. Embarrassing loss. A blown test. They they fail a test against a team that they a team that. They, so they, measure, they, they, they can want to play with yes, the team. Yes, but it's also... it's also, does not it look like it tonight? It's, but it's concerning, though. You look at the top two teams in the Central Division, and you don't want to see... And you think top about... Top three? Well, well, just the top two right now... Winnipeg and Nashville. Winnipeg and Nashville. They're Dallas... One point behind the Yes, but the top two right now. Dallas has laid an egg against them, all against those two teams, whenever they've played those top two teams. Yes. And... The well, one. the concerning part about the Predators, Sean, is the two games they've played, separated by two months almost, mm-hmm. were second period pushes by Preds. Yeah. The first game back in October, cars had a one nothing lead, Jamie Ben power play goal, in the second period, and in a short period of time they scored two goals, Nashville. And one lead, add two more in the third, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Stars didn't really respond well, and I thought got outplayed from the second period on. Hitch kept saying, even this morning, that he thought they played a pretty good game in Nashville in that, that game. Tonight, they gave up four in the second period, and didn't really respond well to that push again. So that's it's now twice that that's happened. So the next time they play the Predators, you'll be looking to see they can have a better second period. And and that's not too far off. That's December 22nd or 23rd. I think it's coming up later this month. Uh, Another opportunity. Another opportunity. But this week in particular, so this game is a game that, while it was disappointing and it ended a five-game winning streak, this is a game that if you have... If the Stars go out and win the next two, I don't want to see you throw it away, but you have an opportunity to kind of... if they, go the win and, if they go play well and win in St. Louis, then you just chalk it up as a bad night. Yeah, and, if, and the same thing is you have Vegas on Saturday who is also a team that's in the playoff positioning as well. So this is still... this is an opportunity. There's still an opportunity. The Vegas made. one is an important one because they'll have the energy advantage because the Golden Knights play in Nashville on Friday and then in Dallas on Saturday. Now it's not saying that it's going to be a guaranteed victory. Tonight certainly wasn't. <laughs> but when you have the energy advantage, you should be able to take take full advantage of that opportunity and, and win that game. Mm-hmm. Or at least make it a really hard night on your uh, opposition. Yes. So there, there's an opportunity to salvage the week, for lack of a better word. I'm not saying it's it's, it's after a really good week yeah. the week before four yeah. wins and four games this one we're getting a little greedy now yeah five in a row but again here's the part that's tough you lose a, a close game or something goes off you say well they played pretty well could have gone either way that's one thing is it worse to get essentially blown out I mean the two goals in the third make it cosmetic yeah. closer but I don't know. Sometimes I could argue that it's worse to lose a close game, but tonight it didn't feel very good. Yeah. Well, the other thing that will be interesting. So the other thing that will be interesting going into Thursday is just figuring out what the. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be personally. I'm going to be interested to see what the Stars do with their lineup going into Thursday, because there's the factor where which was awesome, it was odd tonight, and I know Antoine Roussel came out of the game because. He took, he took the he took the warm-ups and they he came off and he was sick and he, he was too ill to go. Yep. The odd thing to me was that Curtis McKenzie didn't take warm-ups. Just, he said he was out there. Had- I didn't see him but we asked okay. him at the post-game show. He said, yeah, I went out there. He said, I had gotten completely undressed for my equipment and then they came in and said I was going. Okay. I didn't notice him in warm-ups but then again we were doing our pre-game show so I wasn't as alert. But I did ask him that because same thing. I thought, yeah. geez, you know, if you weren't out there, what were you doing? Before the game, he said he did take warm-ups. Okay, well then that that clears something up just because that was that was kind of a confusing. It we were up in the press box and we we, we all three, me, Mike Heiko, Scott Burnside, Mark Stupnisky, all of us were looking around and no one saw him. Yeah. So it was that's. And especially this is also coming off two nights earlier where Remy Ellie was was not Remyelli was actually on we finally got the backstory of that actually. So Remy Ellie was not on the ice for line rushes, Jason Dickinson was in for line rushes, and then they announced Remy Ellie as the starter. Yeah. In that case, Remyelli was actually out there for the first two minutes of warm ups, then his skate broke. Yes. And so Remy Ellie missed the rest of warm ups. Jason was still, Dickinson was a placeholder at that Yes. Night. So And of course he played for the Texas Stars in Iowa time. Yes. And I believe that game, I didn't see the final score. The Stars start, won that one in overtime. Okay. Well, I, he, I know he Texas scored, Stars, though. I know the Texas Stars, I know he scored the fourth goal to tie it up. Travis and, uh, Moore in an overtime, I believe, yes. if I remember the tweet correctly. But anyway. Anyhow. Anyway. Uh, I want to end the car cast. Getting back to the important topics here. Ice cream? Ice cream. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about the ice cream at the start, and now I want to take a serious turn on the ice cream here. That wasn't serious? No, this was... turn I'm always serious (laughs) about ice cream. (laughs) Another more serious turn about ice cream. So, because this was a debate that came up with the... uh, We had the... uh, We didn't... We had the family Thanksgiving, Shapiro family Thanksgiving, we had 25 people at the house this year. And, uh, there's obviously lots of pies. What is the appropriate ice cream flavor to go with a the pie? Um, there. Are, I guess it would depend on the pie. Certain pies do not uh, require ice cream, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think I would go ice cream with a lemon meringue or chocolate cream pie, for example. Uh, but if you're looking for a la mode, it's got to be vanilla ice cream with apple pie, cherry, blueberry, one of my favorites, particularly when it's made with wild Maine blueberries, the best. So I would say vanilla goes well with the pie. So that's the, the, that is the convention. That is the conventional. I realize that's the conventional traditional wisdom. But I don't know if it's just traditional wisdom. I think it, it is the, it's what it, it's, when you order pie a la mode, it comes with vanilla ice cream, not with butter pecan. Well, butter pecan ice cream with a, with a pie sounds delicious. I'm not saying it couldn't be good, I'm just saying that's not what's done. What about chocolate ice cream with a pie? What kind of pie? What about an apple pie? I would eat it, but I'm going to go with <laughs> for sure. that's not my first choice. That's two different, very, very two different uh, discussions. Because that, that's, that's where this debate all started, because... Um, we had the ice various ice creams available and various pies available. I'm surprised you had ice cream available for Thanksgiving. To me, Thanksgiving is all about pumpkin pie. Pecan pie, if you want sweet potato well, there was pie, a pumpkin pie. There's a sweet. There's all the pies. I'm just surprised there was so much ice. I mean, ice cream is not what I think of when I think. I think of like pumpkin pie with homemade whipped cream. Or even out of the can whipped cream. Well, to be frank, if there's any excuse to buy more ice cream for your freezer, are you going to take it? I'm not saying you shouldn't have ice cream in your freezer, but of all the ice cream that I consume, on Thanksgiving is not one of the days. Okay, that's odd. No, it's not odd. It is odd. It's odd. I would say that more often than not, people don't eat ice cream as their Thanksgiving desserts. Unless it's with a fruit pie. Apple peach. Blueberry, etc. Of course, we also have my family tradition is cranberry ice, which is a cranberry sorbet homemade by my dad, and it's phenomenal. More of a palate cleanser than a dessert. served with the meal, but mm-hmm. it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. See, I we, we we had lots of ch- we had chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream in the fridge, and there was the uh, the debate the debate arose about having because I. Be nice to people, I asked and said, What type of ice cream would you want? And there was a couple of response yes, and there was a couple of responses of why would there be a choice? It should only be vanilla. And this is where this and so I've been thinking about You're I've in been that corner. I've been thinking on this debate for a while of why are we limited to only vanilla ice cream with pies? This is kind of more of Okay, so then your research suggests that you tried other flavor, at least chocolate with a pie? Yes. And you liked it. I liked it. I also tried try mint chocolate chip with a pie. It was good. I think you're in the minority on that. I realize I, I am. Again, I'm not saying I won't eat it. I will try pie caken, which is... <laughs> I saw on Twitter on Thanksgiving. It was a, a three-layer cake with three different types of cake stuffed with three different types of pie. It sounds delicious. What type of pie is a spice cake? The bottom layer was spice cake stuffed with a pumpkin pie. The middle layer was a chocolate cake stuffed with a cherry pie, and the top layer was a white cake stuffed with a apple pie, apple pie maybe? Uh, no, strawberry rhubarb. Okay. I love all of those types of pie, all of those types of cake. It sounds massive, but it was an interesting cross-section. You could see the definition. You make a pie first, then you make a cake baking it around the pie, I guess. Wild. That's, that's fascinating. So I don't you to, want to try it. I know. I'm mean, gonna have to look this up too. I mean, it seems like it's overkill, but it's a, again. I would eat it before turducken or I've Never had tobriskaville. Uh, I think it's. I don't know if it's ever actually been made, but on the big bang theory, say <laughs> brisket, uh, turkey stuff with a brisket, stuff with like a fish. <laughs> Again, may just be a funny joke from Chuck Glory, but still. Maybe. Entertaining. Well, anywho, next week, uh, obviously the car cast returned in glorious fashion. Uh, we will A little be, off the rails tonight. Yeah, but we'll, be, uh, we'll be back Saturday, and uh, I'm sure we'll debate the uh, finer points of Christmas cookies. Well, we are talking about the Vegas Golden Knights that night, uh, and I had to tee off on them on Twitter because, A, it was 5 nothing. Uh, in favor of Nashville at the moment, but they were, I think, trying to be tongue-in-cheek, the Vegas Twitter account about not listing Mighty Ducks movies, as listing their best hockey movies kind of thing in the middle of the game. Mm -hmm. Slapshot, Youngblood, Miracle, no complaints there. And then kind of, we can't think of any others. We got to six or seven, Mm -hmm. uh, including... uh, most Valuable Primate, the chimp hockey movie, which I've never seen. I think I have seen that. And I was real, so I turned back and said, really, that's all you can think? You can't think of Goon, Goon 2, uh, the three Mighty Ducks movies. Um, I said, even the cutting edge deserves to be higher up than Slapshot 2 was listed by the Knights. That's, so that's, that's I had to step in and say, you couldn't come up with some of these. I almost wrote, and I probably should have, even Jean-Claude Van Damme's Sudden Death is more of a hockey movie than Slapshot 2. I 100% agree. So that was the the high horse that I stood on during a 5 nothing Stars. Oh, you're making a mistake in bringing steps up, steps. up sudden death this late in the podcast. This is a potential Hard tangent. Death, please. Yes, this is a potential tangent starter. On the, uh, we 100%. do have a Saturday night against Vegas if you want me to bring it back up. Hopefully we're talking about a Stars win instead of a Stars loss. But Yes. So, did the Vegas Gold guys respond to your tweets? You know, I didn't get a response from them tonight. I had plenty of other people agreeing with me, which is nice, but ultimately I did not. Uh, I, I would imagine that more than one response, it's hard to respond to everybody on Twitter with the amount of uh, off the wall and avant garde things that their Twitter account goes to. I think they do a decent job. I also, personally, I think they there's sometimes where they need to dial it back a little bit. But Sometimes there's too much of, of a good thing turns into mm-hmm. not a good thing. Uh, yes. For example, the team uses too many GIFs. Yes. Or if I, you pronounce it properly, GIFs. Or GIFs. You get a completely another discussion that we'll do it another time. GIFs. GIFs. Stands for graphics, graphics, hard G. Yes, but the, the founder, the creator of the GIF, grounds a GIF like the peanut butter. He's wrong, it's graphic. Gee, he's not wrong, he invented it. Yeah, I don't know if he gets to choose that. I don't know. We let Essel and Dell pick what his name is. Did we? Well, <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> well,. Some people decided what his name was, I guess. Tough loss at home, and we really go all over the place. Yes. Well, CarCast will be back next week. Not next week. I guess it's later this week. Saturday night. Stars play Vegas. And it should be a uh, fun conversation. Thanks for listening.